Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. And it's a pleasure to be here. Many people have gone through challenges. I I don't know that that's something that can necessarily be avoided in their lives. Relationships that maybe they have been wounded from them or had some altercations in business and even sometimes in family situations. And oftentimes, I know that I've been to workshops and I've taught in my own seminars that, that forgiveness is key. However, Oftentimes, it is so difficult for people to let go and to forgive, and we're going to really take a look at that today. I have somebody that I'm really, really excited about, Dr. Charlotte Stokes Manning, who is a certified health and wellness coach, and she's a non-denominational minister with a doctorate of divinity in international religious studies. Reverend Charlotte is also a long-standing member of the National Speakers Association, D.C. chapter, and she is so passionate about bringing the message of forgiveness to everyone. In her incredible book, Forgiveness, Heart Healing, Stories for the Stubborn and Hard-Headed, Charlotte explains how forgiving others can reduce your stress, free your mind, body, and spirit. Whether it's your spouse, your boss, your friends, or your relatives, learning to forgive can help you let go of the past, live in the present, and enjoy your future. Welcome, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Dr. Joanne, for having me on. It's such a privilege to be here with you today. My pleasure, Reverend. Should I call you Reverend Charlotte? How would you like me to call you? Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay. Charlotte is fine, whichever. I don't get caught up on, you know, those things. So Me neither, so let's not worry about it. And I forgot to tell everybody that this is a number one Amazon bestseller. So the first time I looked at the title of this, Charlotte, I was like, okay, this is amazing because let's get to why you chose for the stubborn and hard-headed and what that means to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, other than being stubborn and hard-headed myself, (laughs) you know, one of the, I find that one of the hardest things to do is to surrender the need to be right or to make someone else wrong. You know, it's like, you know, you fencing with someone, if, somebody drops their sword, there's no longer a fight. So it's really just about, you know, am I willing to see this differently, as A Course in Miracles says, or as Dr. Phil says, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? So it's a whole idea, the concept around whether you you just want to stop focusing on 
all those things that coulda, woulda, shoulda, and just be in the isness of that spirit that dwells within you. So I found in my own personal life that it just feels better not being angry and upset and, you know, all of those kind of things. It feels better to be in joy and bliss and happiness. Now, I'm not saying you you know, you walk around here whistling a happy tune all the time. But what, <laughs> but what I'm saying is what's most important is you cannot have a productive life unless you're willing to get rid of some of the muck in the mire that's weighing you down. And that's what unresolved, unforgiven issues do to you. You know, and at the end of the day, is it really worth it? And and I found out the hard way, because I'm hard-headed, that it's just easier just to say, whatever. Whatever. You know, you, you know I, I totally agree with the philosophy. And like I said earlier, I've taught that as well. However, I don't know if you've run into people as a coach, but I, I, I remember running into someone who who actually was abused, sexually abused, and was carrying that for so long, and she refused. Initially, she refused. With that's where that stubborn and hard-headedness comes in. To that's right. let go of it. How do you help people let go of it when they are so set on no? This person did this to me. They wronged me, and and, and they're carrying that load with them for the rest of their life. Well, you know, it when you find I I use language. And and I tell people, I said, you know, your words have such incredible power that you need to think about. My mother used to say this to me when I was a little girl. I didn't get it until I was much older. But my mother used to tell me, put your tongue between your teeth and count to ten before you say something negative to someone. Because there's a boomerang effect with that. The first person to hear what you're saying or about to say is you. So before you say something condemning to somebody else, you hear those words in your head yourself first. And they have an effect. So I use the word disease. We say disease. People are, you know, they have chronic immune systems disease or, you know, high blood pressure disease. And all it's really saying is your body is out of ease. And 90% of dis-ease is caused by a toxic environment. Stress produces um, acid in the body. Negativity upset, all of those things. The first thing you feel is, oh, your stomach's upset. You got heartburn, that kind of stuff. That is ease made manifest through your thinking. So as as outrageous as it may sound, and, and more and more doctors are discovering that it's your social awareness, which you think and believe, that also strongly affects your health. So I say to people, you know, are you willing, does this situation worth compromising your health and creating dis-ease in your body. I don't make it about the other person. I try to get them to pay attention to how your upset is making you feel because the other person at the end of the day is just gone off about their business, 
doing whatever the heck it is that they're doing. And there's an Oprah story that's really funny that she told several years ago. She was mad at some, they had a falling out with some uh, lady friend of hers, and she's going down Michigan Avenue in her car. And, you know, she sees a woman in front of Tiffany's laughing, 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 talking to somebody else. She's still angry now. She's feeling this in her body, and this woman's out in front of Tiffany's just laughing away. You know, she's moved on. You know, you're holding on to the upset. The person you're upset with, they've moved on. So why do you want to hold on to that kind of stuff? That's what I say. Right, and and I I think it's so true. However, even though there there's research and doctors are talking about that, and and books like yours that are talking about how it's really it can really negatively affect your your personal health and and your well being, people are adamant. That's the stubborn and hard headedness. So people mm-hmm. also just don't believe that that it has that kind of effect. So what can you do? to to get those hard-headed, stubborn people to shift their thinking, especially when they feel that, you know, I am never going to forgive that man. I am never, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard that. I, and mm-hmm. I heard somebody do that in, in, a, in a seminar that I was doing with over 100 women. I am yeah. never going to forgive that man. Mm-hmm. He was so wrong. And again, what you just said is so true. It's not about him. It's That's not about right. That's right. So what? Well, you know, I I I don't know if I told you. You know, I worked for Marianne Williamson for seven years, and she wrote a wonderful book called The Return to Love, which was really, really, and truly about forgiveness. And and one of the parts that it says in there, which I think is really key, is you don't have to. You know, you, you can the person can be held accountable for whatever. And when you're talking about abuse and things of this nature, what she said is, I forgive you, but give me back my keys. I'm not going to allow you to abuse me again. But by the same token, I can't allow myself to get bogged down with the unresolved issue of forgiveness. Like Elizabeth Smart, for example, prime example, she's turned she turned that tragedy into uh a a um what's the word I'm trying to use a campaign for helping other people with abuse. She would not give her power of anger to her victimizer. You know, so I always use the quote, it all begins within so if you are not willing to release yourself from this anger, it will ultimately eat you up. And sometimes people, they need to hold on to their anger. So in in those regards, it said, you know, you'll find out down the road because at some point you're going to have to let this go or it will, in fact, kill you. Or you will take that to the grave with you. And at the end of the day, who wants to end? A, who wants to live a life like that? Now I'm 65 years old, so I find myself at a place where you know, when you're looking at your longevity, you're looking at your mortality, and you're saying, "Do I want to take some upset into my, to my bed with me tonight and get up with it in the morning?" 
I would rather sleep with somebody's arms wrapped around me than some, you know what I'm saying, than some anger or upset. So you have to put it, I think, in everyday common kind of, you know, storytelling kind of methods uh, where you see that it just doesn't serve you to hold on to that those hard-headed ways because they are encoded in your DNA. You know, this... In a, and I'm kind of jumping around because I'm 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 so um, I, I feel so strongly about this. You know, I grew up in the 50s in Alexandria, Virginia, in the midst of segregation. Mm. You know, can I take racism into this century with me? I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that I could latch on to that would be in association or in alignment with my past. But what I have come to realize more than anything else, and Marianne, this was a quote Marianne gave to me all those many years ago. She said, when racism is no longer an issue for you, the racist will stop showing up. Now, that doesn't mean that racism will cease to exist, but it will cease to exist in my life. You know, Do you understand I, I, what I mean? Oh, I totally believe that. That's like yeah. what? When you're when you're with somebody and there's still some kind of emotional charge, whether it's mm-hmm. anger or resentment, the, mm-hmm. it's still going to be there until unless you find some way to release it. Now, exactly. in this book, let's focus on the book a little bit. There are oh, sure. there are stories, mm-hmm. heart you know heart healing stories. So, can you share without names or whatever a little bit of of a story, maybe even your story? Well, that that's one of my favorite parts. I have some amazing stories in here from some really great authors, you know. Um, uh, one of them, The Greatest Love of All, is by uh, Paul Wharton. And he is a uh, LGBT activist here in the D.C. area. He's done a tremendous amount of work. He used to be on the... Um, what are those reality show? He had the D.C., what do they call it? the wives of Atlanta and all of that. Well, they used oh, right. to have one here in D.C. And this was with, um, uh, they had, a, he was the stylist for um, the ladies that were on this show. So he's been around here a long time. But, you know, he shares a great story in there about, you know, his coming out and how he was treated, you know, when he first, as a young person, you know, in, in high school and how people treated him, you know, not just because he was black, but also because he was gay, which was a really, really great story. And, um, you know, I have, uh, a, a, well, the whole thing started with uh, an upset that I had with my best friend. And uh, Michelle and I had been friends for like 10 years. And we were collaborating on an event together. Michelle is a night person. I'm a day person. Michelle hits her groove at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? And then, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm doing my part, and I'm trying to reach her at 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, and she is totally unavailable, you know? So, our, But reliable. I mean, I never, <laughs> ever, ever had to worry that she would come through with what she said she was going to do, but she did not, she did not uh, work at the beat of my drum. And I didn't operate at the beat of hers. 
So ultimately, she was supposed to do something, and she didn't do it in the timely fashion that I thought, and I was supposed to do something, and she just felt like I didn't have any confidence, and blah, 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 and we went back and forth with this. And finally, we just had this huge blow-up and ended up um, not speaking to each other for almost 10 years. Wow. I mean, 10 years. I'm sorry, two years, two years. And. I was going through this whole thing. She has a a program. Uh, she does a lot of on online training. She does an Amazon best-selling authors training. Uh, she does online business building. She does coaching, and she does a tremendous amount of work. But she was offering a class um, that I wanted to take. It was an online course, but the only way that I could sign up, she would know, it was me if I signed up for it. So I couldn't possibly sign up for this class <laughs> without her finding out it was me. <laughs> so I ended up sending her an email, and I said I was real. No, I signed up for the class. That's what it was. And she sent me an email, and I'm really glad that you decided to take this class. I think it's really fitting with what it is that you're trying to do and blah, 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 blah. And I emailed her back, and I said, um, if you have a few minutes, I'd really like to talk. And I called her and I told her, I said, you know, my life has not been the same without you in it. Mm. And what I discovered over this time period is that I'm sorry is just so easy and energy to do than to go on not having you as my friend. So for whatever upset we were, she says, I feel the same way. And then we went into this whole thing. It was so stupid and da-da-da-da-da, you know how it is. <laughs> and, and and she said, you know what, because Michelle is always about, that's a book. That's a book. Everything's a book with Michelle. And she said, do you know how many people have un- unresolved issues, stupid arguments that have cost them their relationships? She said, you know, this is a chicken soup with a hard-headed soul, you know. <laughs> and so that's how that's how it all began. That's how it all, yeah. my story. And then, you know, I went to church. I actually um, shared with people. I, I teach A Course in Miracles, and I was also doing um, a class at my church called The Artist Way. I don't know if you're familiar with Julia Cameron. And one of her things is about the morning pages. And I was sharing this with um, my class, this story. And then I had people in my class who offered to share stories. And I said, "This, this, I mean, it's right there. The universe is speaking, so just go do it. And that's that's what I did. And it did become a number one Amazon best-selling book. Well, congratulations. Thanks, and and put me in a category with some really other great forgiveness authors, you know, like Ian LaVansant and, you know, Marianne and and a number of other, Cheryl Richardson and a number of other people that are in that arena working around forgiveness issues. Because, I mean, again, um, Dr. Joanne, that is the cornerstone of any success, is being willing to find forgiveness and move on. And I want to 
add to that because again, like you had the advantage of being able to reconnect with Michelle to kind of mm-hmm. go over, oh, this is you know whatever it was. This is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I miss. Not everybody has that, especially right. if there are, are incidences that have right. taken place early in their lives where they never ever want to be near that person or even send mm-hmm. a letter of forgiveness. And that's okay because as you emphasize in, in the show today and also in the book, it's not about that other person. It's really exactly. about you. So right. it doesn't even matter if that other person, Mm-mm. if you Mm-mm. ever see that other person again. And I have a story for that one too. Good. You know, uh, when I, yeah, when I I was in the second grade, I went to St. Joseph's uh, Catholic School and Church in Alexandria. St. Joseph's was the black Catholic church, and St. Mary's was the white Catholic church. And I went to Catholic school with the only black order of uh, nuns in the United States. They were the Oblate Sisters of Providence. And uh, we had in our entire community one white person, and that was the priest. And so as we were preparing for our second Holy Communion, we had to take catechism classes. And these we are second second graders now, so we're like seven, eight years old. And the priest came in each week as we were preparing to make our first Holy Communions, and he was teaching us, you know, the missal, the catechism, and all of that wonderful, wonderful, until the day before we were to take our first confession on a Friday, and our first communion was going to be on that Sunday morning Mass. Well, on Thursday, when he came to talk to us, he came to tell us, seven-year-old second graders, that he could forgive all of our sins except one. And he said, because of this sin, you cannot go to heaven directly. Now, this was during the time of purgatory, so there ain't no purgatory left now. So, I mean, we were just (laughs) at that time. He said, if you are really, really, really good kids, really, really, really good adults, really, really, really great people. When you die, you could go to purgatory for a short period of time. You would have to burn away your sin, and then you could possibly go to heaven. Now, the sin was the sin of Ham, which was Jacob was cursed upon his son Ham, and turned black. So this is what second graders are being told. Because of the sin of Ham, we are descendants because we were we were turned black and made servants to God, and we could not go directly to heaven. This is a second grader, okay? Mm-hmm. I became obsessed with finding this God that could create me only to condemn me. It took me 50 years, Dr. Joanne, to forgive this priest. And I realized that my journey would never, I would never be talking to you right now. I would have never written this incredible story. I could have never gone the places and done the things that I have done 
had it not been for that priest. That priest set my foot on a journey of self-discovery and uniting to the God that created me. I wrote that priest a letter. I don't know that if that man is living or dead or how long ago he, you know, he is where he is. But in my spirit, I wrote him a letter. I wrote it probably, it may have been 10 or 15 pages, and I just poured out everything I felt about what he said and why he said it and what he did and my understanding from it. And then I burned it. Couldn't Good. mail it because I don't know where to mail it to. Right. But and you as, know that... I, yeah, uh-huh. as I burned that letter, I went on over and over again. Forgiveness is the greatest form of love. It's the highest form for love. His name was Father John Gilliam. I will never forget him as long as I live. And I thank him every day, I forgive him every day, and I love him every day. You know, so, it's wonderful mm-hmm, that, that 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 shifted you in, in, in such yeah. a dramatic way, but it took so mm-hmm. long. I, I'm it with did. You. I, don't, I don't believe that my God is, I, I just, you know, I be, my God is a loving, wonderful. That's right. I mean, I don't believe that all of that stuff. I just can't. And mm-hmm. That's man-made. That's not God-made. That's well, man-made I, stuff. I, I totally agree. And I think yeah. that that what you said about forgiveness, it's 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 one of the highest forms of love, and it helps like it did for you. It helps to shift mm-hmm. so much, and it creates, a wonderful place of peace inside. Can you imagine? I mean, I know what what it's like when I'm angry at somebody, and I, I'm going mm-hmm. on in my head, rah, 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 yeah, and it doesn't stop. Well, how much That's time right. are we spending doing that and creating, as you say, Charlotte, mm-hmm. this ease in our minds, in our bodies, right. in our relationships, in when, our community, in our exactly. workplace, all of that. Yeah. And and it's also contagious too. Like we're walking around. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's right. What I say is that the planet is reflecting the energy of its inhabitants. That means that this planet is angry too. It's convulsing all over the place. So I mean if you could see the energy, at, I saw this cute commercial the other day where you this woman has a cold, she has a cough, and the cough, the inner, the color of the cough oh, comes right, out of her right. mouth. Like, okay, <laughs> if we could see negative and positive energy like that, just think how how we could change the way this world is. The thing is, we hold grudges. We don't. We don't want to forgive people. That we look at it as a weakness when it is the most powerful thing you could do is to forgive. You know, I'm not going to let you hold me hostage any longer. I forgive that's you. It. That's, that's it. it. And, and, yeah. and that's what people are forgetting when you when you are angry and upset, Mm-mm. you are giving your power over. Yes. That individual and like you said they, that they've forgotten it a long time ago they've moved on yep. but you are they, still holding mm-hmm. on to that and yep. i agree with you i think that the planet 
is reflecting sure it everything is. that we're pouring into it. And, mm-hmm. and I also learned that many people like that emotional anger charge. It gets them yep. going. I remember years ago I was, I was actually going out with someone many years ago who loved to start an argument. It made him feel great, mm-hmm. which was the strangest thing. I thought, how could somebody want really get off on on that? But but there's there's actually documentation that it just helps that person feel better, or at least momentarily, and then it does a number on them to yeah. to create angst in somebody else. So well, you use the you use a word that was key right there. You said get off. And that that is anger is an earth energy. So you know when we look at the the chakras in our bodies, the three chakras that are of the earth are your sexual energy, your the energy your power energy from your solar plexus, and that energy right just below your just your navel where you get the butterfly the heebie-jeebies we call them when you're nervous or upset. Those are all earth energies. So a lot of time when we went from, you know, the love of being in love and having making love being like a co-creation with your seventh chakra, your God consciousness, with your earth consciousness, and we turned it into this savagery of sexual energy because it is powerful. So when you see people, you know, all in these movies and all these things slamming people up against the wall, Fifty Shades of Grey, that kind of thing, that's anger energy. That's sexual anger energy. It has such enormous power behind it that it does. They get off on their physical side, but they are dying in their emotional side. And it's important. That's powerful. Right. Yeah. It, and it's mm-hmm. important to really, I like, you know, I, I work with energy, as you know, too. And it's yep. important to yep. recognize that those higher vibrations, that higher energy is incredibly, well, all energy is powerful, but that right. that can actually create a tremendous, beautiful, transformational shift on this planet and within each and every one of us. And that's so important. Absolutely. And that's dropping into our hearts, which is our center energy. That's what brings as above, so below, or on earth as it is in heaven. It brings those the power of those energies together so that you have what I call the superhuman being who loves all things. That's in me. That's what Jesus represented. You know, the total thing around what love has the potential to be. When you're willing to get rid of the other, the egoic dysfunctional stuff that keeps you locked into this, you did this to me and I'm going to do that to you. It it, it really me, doesn't me, matter. Me, me, That's me, right. Me. <laughs> That's right. Now, That's I, right. you do some other stuff. I have a quote that you sent me that I really think is important because you work a lot with women and mm-hmm. women – work a lot with their children, and, and, and children are really our future, too. And your motto is children don't eat fast food when their moms don't. That's and right. so one of your missions, and you do this beautifully, Charlotte, is to really help women get net, get healthy so and that fit. we become mm-hmm. healthy and fit. And one of the right. one of 
very strong health ways is what you're doing in this book. Mm-hmm. That's right, because it's it's a collaboration. You know, just like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it is a collaboration of mind, body, and spirit, or whatever you put first. I like to say mind, spirit, body, because if we put the body first, that's where our, the ego wins. When we put the mind and the spirit first, the body wins. So it's just like eating to fuel your body is the tool for you to express God on earth as it is in heaven, as opposed to being a slave to the, the that three inches between your jaws that we call a tongue. <laughs> you know, that, that, that craving can get you up out of bed. I said, you know, it's amazing. I had this woman tell me today, I'm starving. I said, girl, you don't even know what starvation is. You know, and and it is. We have become a slave to that. So I do try through mantra and prayer. I've done the Daniel plan uh, several times with uh, uh, different kinds of groups with of people where I tell them, you know, Scripture tells you your body's on loan for you. You know, this is a temple. And you can't treat it any kind of way. So I I, I do that. I think you can't have a clear mind or a receptor, a brain receiver, clearly, purely, unless you have a body that's pure as well. You can't have a toxic body and expect to be creative. Well, all that stuff is so interrelated. So what you're putting in your body affects your mind, affects your emotions. Absolutely. Have you ever come across someone who, in spite of what you're saying about health and and how forgiveness really is better for you, it helps heal you, it helps. Has anybody ever said like that woman in my seminar? No, no I refuse. She she actually said in front of all these women, Charlotte, I will never like the, the, mm-hmm. I will never ever forgive that man for what he did to me. Have you ever come across somebody so oh, yeah. suffering yeah. and hard-headed? Absolutely. That okay, so and what I, I say, you know what? I love you, I believe in you, and I wish you well. <laughs> Reverend, Reverend, I had a minister tell me when I was in divinity school 100 years ago, and and he said to me, it was very profound, he said, just as plain and simple as this, Everybody don't want to be saved. Now, when you take that and you put it in a con- some people just want to be mad. Some people right. just want to be fat. Some people just want to be unhealthy. They can use that that negative energy the same way someone who's skipping, you know, Jiminy Cricket, you right. know, zippity right. doodah down the <laughs> roadway. You know, seriously, some people are so programmed to that anger and upset that that's the way and there's nothing you can do to change that so i just try to be example an example of a happy joyful well-lived life now does that mean i don't get upset no it doesn't but i tell you what i don't hold on to upset i do not go to bed angry with anybody and, and if I don't, if I didn't have to call you and say, Joanne, I just want to call you until I can't go to bed tonight until I say I'm sorry, but I will meet you in your dreams, and I will go to sleep and I will say, Joanne, I know this is ridiculous, 
I know this is ridiculous, and I love the the God in me salutes the God in you, and I love you. I truly love you, my sister, my sister, energy to energy. And ultimately, something will present itself that will bring the two people, places, things, or events together that will rectify the situation, just like that class did for Michelle and myself. And you know what? That's that's the key. I remember doing some coaching with with people with, with two people Charlotte who were about to get married and all they were doing were coming in and, and dissing one another and mm-hmm. I said I don't I don't know why you want, why you want to get married if this is what you're going to be doing and they kind of stopped in their tracks because uh, basically I was saying what are you going to do in your marriage is this is this the way you're starting a life together by just he did this and she did that and that mhm so it, it, it made I end, I end group. I've had that happen, too. And I will end the conversation. I said, you know what? You guys uh, definitely today in this conversation that we're having, I won't be doing your wedding. That's for sure. Now, let's <laughs> just look at this from the perspective that if you want to, you know, make some things or discuss some things or look at some things differently, we can proceed from, from that point. But today... If you if you want, think I'm gonna marry you like this, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> and I've done that. I oh yeah, I will say up. Oh, nope, no, no, no. We gotta do a whole lot of changing before I'm gonna participate in this. You know, and I take that, on that responsibility. And it's important. I've said that to people that I've coached. But if all you want to do is complain and complain and complain because it makes you feel good and you really don't want to shift anything and you really don't want to move forward, you just want to, like, hold on to that as we've been talking, well, then, you know, I I, I can't help you because just want to wallow in that Mm -hmm. stuff. Charlotte, And and one of the things... uh, we and one last thing is one 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 of the things as as energy workers that we are and message sharers to the world is that we have to also be willing to say you know m- my own joy I'm not going to compromise my own joy and happiness trying to fix something that you don't want to fix right and, and sometimes you know you have to be willing to walk away. You got to be willing to do that, and as hard as it is, because we want to fix it, but ultimately, guess what? They find their way back to you, right? And really, on some level, you can't fix it. They have to. They yeah. have to shift That's it. That's right. That's right. So this book is incredible. Forgiveness for the stubborn and hard-headed. Tell us, <laughs> and you and I could have. Prom- I, I can. You and I can do this, Charlotte, all day long because it's you got wonderful that right. and it's and it's getting my heart chakra like in a beautiful place. So, mm-hmm. but I want people to share in your wisdom and your love. So tell everybody how they can get a hold of this book, how they can reach you. Well, you know, when I wrote this book, I did not write this book um, with the intention of making a boatload of money. Well, I wanted to get this message to folks, which was more important to me than getting the message out than than the compensation for it. You can go to Amazon.com and just type in Dr. Charlotte Manning, that's C-H-A-R-L-E-T-T-E, Manning, and the book will pop up. It's two ninety nine, and it's available and download in Kindle 
or in, on any of your devices. So it's really easy to get to. It's a it's a wonderful read. It's got about ten different authors in the first part, and then you know spiritual cleansing and analysis in the second part. And um, this book has, I mean, it has been in the top one percent of Amazon for two years now, and that's saying something. And when you find, you know, there are five million books maybe on Amazon, when you're ranked within, you know, a hundred to 300,000 that is that that's saying something so this book has touched a lot of a lot of people in terms of finding a story that it that appeal you know that applies to their life and giving them some some satisfaction from that so you know sometimes you know people got to find their way on their own and so what I've been most interested in doing is, you know, through my own social media, social networking and all of that good stuff, is getting this book in the hands of as many people as I can. So, you know, and two years later, it's still really doing well on Amazon. So we're working on book two now, which will hopefully be out in the next couple of months. And it's Heart Healing Stories Continuing. <laughs> Well, I think that's very exciting, and I think that the, that that one of the reasons that the book is is so is doing so well is not only because of you and your and your mm-hmm. wonderful message, but also because people are recognizing yeah. that this is essential for mm-hmm. all of us moving forward in our lives. Charlotte, yeah. you are a very special being. It's been a privilege to interview you today. Thank you so much thank for taking you, time. Thank you, and thank you. And I look forward in growing and glowing in your power life, too. Thank you so thank much. You Have so a blessed day. You, too. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listen to what Charlotte had to say because it's so wonderful, and I really urge you to Find her book. The fact that that she wants you to receive it and and the price is on an issue is really really important because as we've been talking, forgiveness is really a way not only to heal yourself, not only to move forward in in health and joy and all the wonderful things that come with it, but it also has such a powerful impact as Charlotte was saying, on the earth and on so many other people. So remember that being powerful in your own life is also about making that choice. I love what Charlotte's mother said in terms of, you know, you have to listen to what's coming out of your mouth and take that time to pause before you do so. Next week we have Deborah Oakland who's going to talk about change your movie, change your life about living courageously. So tune in Wednesday on the 16th. If you missed any of this interview today, you can always find it on Blog Talk Radio or on my website, docwhite.org. We want to hear from you. We want to know what it is you're looking for. And remember that you have the incredible power to make a difference in your life and in the lives of so many people and beautiful beings and creatures in the world. Thanks for being with us and have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. 
Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.